Okay, today I feel really、um, honoured to be here talking to Fred. Fred, hello, how are you? I'm very good, Kate. I'm glad to、uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and the people that you're,、um, that you're speaking to. So、uh-huh. it's exciting to,、uh, you know, to share my,、uh, my years of experience and what I've been doing and you know, what I've seen other people do.、Yeah. It's always a pleasure to share. You know, it's a good thing. When you accumulate knowledge and you have different experiences, and、uh, yeah, that could help other people, it should be、uh, it's a privilege to be able to share and let people、uh, um, benefit from your experiences. You know, and that's what I believe. Yeah. yeah. It was Matt Monarch that introduced me to you. I asked him who was his major inspirations, and he talked about you. And I know you've been a big、uh, influence on him.、Uh, you've been raw for 50 years, is that right? Well, yeah, I've actually been eating raw food for longer than that, but I've been 100% raw for about 50 years.、Amazing. But I, actually, I, was, you know, I came from an immigrant family, and、uh, you know, my mother was,、uh, she just had the inclination to feed us a lot of raw food. You know,、mm-hmm. We were Italian immigrants, and we moved from New York City out into Staten Island, and、uh, they rented a, a, a small, it was a small farm at the time, it was about an acre and a half, and that was back in.、Uh, In the early 30s. So, we, my mother actually, there was nine of us in the family. She grew a lot of, of、um, vegetables. There were some fruit trees on the property, pears and peaches, and there was a grape,、uh, a grape vine in the back. So, I was fortunate enough to, to, put, to eat a lot of raw foods when I was young. And then, when I was about,、um, oh, actually, I don't really remember. I think that was, this was probably about. Oh, 70 years ago, my father used to read a magazine called Physical Culture, and the editor was Fernand McFadden. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No. And, no. Yeah, no, he was a very interesting fellow, and he you know, used to talk about、uh, Paul Bragg was an associate of his, and they used to talk about raw food. But I was into, I was a big kid when I was 16 years old. We worked out, my family were all into sports, and I was a big husky guy. And when I first heard about raw food, I really. Wasn't that interested because most of the people I came across were on the slender side, you know.、Yeah. But、uh, I got really interested in it and I started to、uh, did a lot of the research. And,、uh, you know, the,、uh, nat- some of the old time natural hygienists were around in those days and I knew some of them. And I decided to,、uh, you know, explore it for myself to find out, you know, what I found to be true and to dis-、uh, you know, describe what I. Found not to be true. So I did a lot of long term fasting, water fasting, and you know,、uh, I lost a lot of weight, that was for sure. But, and people around me were kind, of, were kind of frightened by what I was doing because I wasn't sick. I was really a very healthy person. But I wanted to find out for myself. There was a lot of, just like today, there's a lot of confusion out there about what's the best diet and is it safe to do this and is it safe to do that. And、uh, so I decided to find out for myself. and You know, I went through the whole repertoire of,、uh, you know, veganism and raw foods and, you know, different forms of exercise. And, and、uh, I found, uh, I found that、um, what you can accomplish for people that have the desire and have the, uh, the uh, discipline to live on a raw diet, what can be accomplished is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's beyond most people's.、Uh, I, think, I don't think a lot of people believe it because they haven't experienced it. They don't know what it really means. 
And of course, a lot of people think you have to eat animal protein to be healthy, and you have to cook food in the winter, otherwise you'd be very cold. So there was a lot of misinformation in those days, just like there is today, that on the internet. There's a lot of confusion on the internet today. A lot of people, uh, you know, making statements and uh, about things that I, I feel sometimes they they probably never even experienced some of this stuff themselves. So, you know, it leads to a lot of confusion, Kate. Yeah. You know, so I went through a process where, uh, you know, I, I tried just about everything myself, you name it, and in order to find out if it was real, in spite of the confusing information that even existed in those days, uh, you know, I wanted to, 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 to experience it to know that it was real. So, and that's what I really did. And up to this day, I'm still doing the same thing. I'm still always searching and looking to, you know, to um, advance my knowledge, my scientific knowledge, and to, to uh, um, of course, we have a responsibility when people, when you're giving people advice, you know, I, I've been a consultant now for just about 50 years, close to 50 years, you have a responsibility to know that what you're telling people, uh, based on the information that's available or science that's available, that you're telling them something that's real, you know, not, uh -huh. not some uh -huh. kind of mixed with uh, a mixture of abstract science and philosophy and things like that. So that's what I do. That's the way I, 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 I um, you know, I work, work my practice. I'm a consultant for different companies, you know, and a lot of, you know, you have a responsibility to make sure you're telling them, telling people the right thing. It's not just, a, you know, it's not just about money. A lot of people make everything about money now, of course. There's a tremendous in, uh, advantage to make a lot of money very rapidly on the Internet, so a lot of people... You know, the internet opportunities, the way I look at it, and there's a lot of people doing wonderful things out there, like Matt, of course, there's lots of people out there. But, you know, people have to be made aware that not everything you see on the internet is, uh, is you know, might not be the right yeah. thing. <laughs> What about the social aspect? Because it's something people always ask about and they say, well, now it's so easy for people because there are restaurants and there are things you can buy like ready-made crackers and cakes and everything. But back then, it must have been really hard and didn't everyone just kind of question you and think that you were crazy? Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> don't forget, Kate, I'm talking about, I'm going back a long time ago. And what happened, you see, there was actually two things taking place when I was a young fellow, when I first got interested in this. The first thing is that there were no, no supermarkets here in the United States. They were all small stores. And a lot of the produce was organic because they didn't use pesticides. I mean, you could walk into a small store and a little, a little um, local market and... You could walk around, they had all the fresh vegetables, like you would see beets that still had dirt on them, there was still some dirt on and stuff, and it might, it might have came from a local farm right, right here in our immediate area, or came from New Jersey. So everything was really fresh. Yeah. Then, of course, with the end of the Depression, there were certain things that were really cheap, you know, like, you know, like cornmeal and rice and things like that. I think cornmeal, back in the... Uh, the late 30s, early 40s, the cornmeal was probably about 10 cents a pound. And, uh, you know, you take a couple pounds of cornmeal and some fresh vegetables, you know, you could feed a family. So 
that doesn't exist anymore. So many complications and uh, a lot. So many, so many people doubt if uh, you know organically grown the concept. The uh, organically grown stuff is valid. And of course it is. You know, well, look. One of the main reasons people are getting sick today everything is inundated with chemicals, hormones, pesticides. People are eating things that are included in our processed food are not really. Uh, you know, it's not fit to eat, really. Yeah. Yeah. But what the people around you did they did they question what you were doing, or did people see that you're really healthy and accept that? Well, yes, yes, they do because the uh, I don't. I'm not the type of person that really, um, you know, comes across like I'm trying to, you know, uh, convince people to do this. You know. I, I believe that if you're a good example of what you advocate, most people are going to see what's going on. Uh-huh. And at this point in my life, I mean, I'll be 86 years old in a couple of days, the day after tomorrow, Thursday, I'll be 86. And people see me running and exercising and <laughs> doing all kinds of things. And they see, you know, they see the way I move around. I can run up steps two, two steps at a time. And as long as you don't try to be the show off, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not a show off. I don't do things like that. But people do see that, you know, that whatever you're doing seems to be working. So that's what I, that's what I go by. And of course, locally, I'm, you know, I'm, people know who I am. I, I had a television show years ago. We won the Nobel Award for the Best Health Series. So had a very large following here in Staten Island in New York. And people, you know, I used to go places. People would recognize me and say, oh, Freddie. We're following your advice. We saw the show. We were talking about, you know, how people can get rid of diabetes. I followed your advice, and it took a couple of months. My diabetes went away. Right. You know, type two diabetes. Yeah. So that's what we use, what we do. And of course, there's a lot of people that think you're, uh, you know, you're a fanatic, or you know, it's extreme, you know, to, uh, to you know, especially if you need a raw diet. You know, a lot. You know, sometimes people introduce to somebody and I mean they're trying to be complimentary they're trying to say nice things they say oh Freddie lives on a raw diet well the people look at the person will look at you like you're crazy because they don't, they don't really they don't know what that means and now a lot of people say oh you know uh, I try to eat healthy and whatever that means you know the key is that a lot of people today are becoming aware that um you know, what you eat does make a difference, in spite of the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of people that seem that are, get, that are benefiting from people being sick are making, you know, contradictory statements yeah. and trying to discredit what some people that are talking about health are saying. And, of course, this is a multi-trillion dollar business. Sickness is a multi-trillion dollar business. Yeah. Sickness is a big part of what drives the engine, the engine to our economy. If people, if most people got healthy and started to live a life that really dictates how the body's supposed to live according to natural law, I mean, we would be damaging our economy. <laughs> it's a multi-trillion dollar business. They don't want people to realize that the human body is a, a very sophisticated biological organism. It's really a perfect machine. If we lived in a perfect environment, if the air was clean, everything else was compatible, we would live much longer than we're living now. Yeah. 
beyond a shadow of doubt, because the human body is self-healing, self-regulating, just like when you cut yourself, it heals. Just like if you get sick, you get, you know, your body goes through a cleanse, and you know, you think people think that they have a cold. The body, if you rest and drink enough water and you know, do the right things, it gets better. Yeah. But you know, so many people today want to medicate themselves. You know, I go into sometimes I go down to the local drugstore, you go to the drugstore. There's a line in there. Yeah. People are lined up waiting to get their drugs. I always look. I, I can't. I can't believe it. That some people you see, and you see so many young people that are sick, and of course, obesity is a major problem in our society. And obesity, you know, it's uh, you know, it's definitely caused by uh, modern day food, you know, by processed food. And of course, pe people are medicating themselves with food, you know, it, it, and processed food really reacts on the human body like a drug. It's really a drug. People just don't understand uh -huh. why it should be classified as a drug. It really is like a drug. Uh -huh. Because it's addicting. It has an impact on the hypothalamus glands, the floor of your brain. And the same, the same drive that's, that drives your, you know, your instinct to eat, you know, your sex drive, becomes manifested the same thing to continue with your addiction. As far as processed food is concerned, it's a power world to substance abuse. You know, we have a major problem with substance abuse. Yeah. And actually, processed food is a power world to that. So, you know, I'm trying to make people aware of what's really going on, but it's pretty hard when you can't crack that veneer when people just so they'll get a basic understanding of what you're talking about. For sure. Okay. So, um, Something you must observe a lot is that people go raw and then maybe it lasts like a few years or maybe they even do like five years but then so many people that go raw then stop after a while and say oh you can't you can't live on raw foods. <laughs> so I'm really interested to hear from you what your what your tips are what your secrets are because I've never spoken to anyone before that's been as raw as long as you have. Well, Kate, listen to me, dear. There really, there really are no secrets. It's basically very, very simple. The only problem is, is that the way things are today in our modern society, and the way people have been eating, and even, even you know, what a mother e eats, you know, year, couple years before she gives birth to a child, and she's carrying that child in her womb. It's actually shutting up. We are, really are what we eat. And the child is born into an environment right off the bat. You know, they're given the formulas, you know, instead of being breastfed, they're fed all kinds of processed food right away. So the child starts to develop, a, um, you know, addictions to processed food based on their taste buds and their chemistry right off. So when it seems very, very hard. So when somebody starts eating an all-raw diet and say they're, let's say they're 20, 25 years old, all the accumulation of that toxic material that they've been eating, and a lot of people just don't believe this, but I've seen people go through the most unbelievable detoxes just by, you know, leaving out the processed food. The whole key to health is to leave out the processed food. Mm -hmm. When you go on a 100% raw food diet, it's, it's a dramatic, complete reversal in what you've been doing in your chemistry, so your body is going to respond to what you do because 
Every, you know, everything about the human body, most of it anyway, is, is chemical. Everything is chemical and everything is action and reaction. So when you start to leave out the processed food, stop smoking cigarettes, stop drinking coffee, forget about doing recreational drugs, because if you just stop doing recreational drugs, you get, you get put very, very, you know, what people think is sick. So if you're doing recreational drugs and you're smoking and you're drinking coffee, and some people are telling people that, uh, you know, some so-called experts are telling people that coffee is uh, good for you, it gives you energies and antioxidants. I heard a doctor say that about a week ago. I mean, I, I got up and walked out. That was actually disgusting. It's a shame to hear a doctor tell people, of course, what some slanted double-blind study is saying that coffee is good for you. That's ridiculous. It doesn't give you energy. It gives you a false energy that comes from your adrenal glands. You're really putting your adrenal glands in a fight-or-flight response. It's that simple. But um, that's why when somebody goes on a raw diet, goes to a vegan diet with eating 8% raw, you know, giving up, giving up the processed food, um, they need guidance because some people, it actually is kind of a frightening experience. It actually is a pretty difficult experience. And the way they're interpreting it is that they're getting sick or they're falling into deficiency, especially a protein deficiency. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, 68% of animal protein is nitrogenous metabolite. That means it, it's a waste. It's a waste product. So the body has to get rid of that waste product when you're eating a lot of animal protein. We're into a high-protein society now, so detox. And the nitrogenous byproducts are stimulating. So detoxing, you know, from animal protein, some people feel sick. Now, I do have people, some people come to me that don't want to be vegans, they don't want to be vegetarians, and they do eat a moderate amount, you know, moderate amount of animal protein. Now, they have cancer that I tell them that's not the best way to do it. Now, it's up to them, you know, they can do whatever they want. But the, even the people that eat um, animal protein, I tell them it has to be clean. Otherwise, you know, it's, you're not going to get the, get the results that, that I, I, you know, that I already seen that people could get. If somebody's willing to be vegan, I encourage them, you know, it's perfectly safe to be vegan, just like it's perfectly safe to eat a raw diet for most people. And there are certain people that um, don't seem to thrive on a raw diet, but uh, I always see the reasons why they don't do it. And the reason, one of the main reasons that people don't, uh, are not successful on a raw diet, they don't get enough calories because a raw diet is a very low calorie diet. That's uh -huh. why it, in most cases it cleans out your arteries, drops your cholesterol, does all those things because you actually have to make sure that you're getting enough fuel, that you're getting enough calories besides getting enough nutrients. Uh -huh. And of course, the state, the big story is, you know, what do you do with the 10 years and, you know, what about vitamin B12? Well, there's nothing wrong with taking some vitamin B12 or getting a vitamin B12 shot, but I did not take any vitamin B12 the first 30 years of my experience on a raw food diet. So I do take it now to be truthful with you. So, of course, I, uh, I thought there was a period and I said, gee, I, I was... Uh, you know, I used to forget my keys. I'd say maybe it has something to do with vitamin B12 because uh, vitamin B12 especially can affect your short-term memory. It turns out it wasn't the case, but I take it just as a, you know, for, uh, you know, as a preventative. So um, I found a lot of people that try to eat a raw diet and they struggle with it. And, uh, you know, they, 
they're reading different types of uh, different interpretations of being on a raw diet, and sometimes they're taking advice from people that have given advice about a raw diet and haven't done it for any length of time. You know, being on a raw diet for a year or two, to me, is not a big deal. There's plenty of people who eat a raw diet for a couple of years and, and they go back to, you know, doing the wrong thing again. When somebody eats a raw diet, 100% raw diet over a matter of years, and they go back, especially to animal protein, they, 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 there's a good chance they could run into some real trouble. So I, I warn people about that. But it's a, it's a question of a, um, you know, it's not easy to switch for some people to a 100% raw food diet. Not easy. Some people eat it. It's not that hard. I, I know some people that went 100% raw and that was it. They never looked back. Guys like Matt Monk went on a raw diet. That was it. He never looked back. He stayed on his diet. And he's doing well, of course. So, uh, and I know other people like that. But I know other people that try to go back and forth, go back and forth. And I think the reason for that is that, uh, uh, you know, the social ramifications. A lot of times it's peer pressure, you know. Sometimes you married. Your husband don't want you to do it. Your wife don't want you to do it. Your family does. You know, you're going out. The people are entertaining all the time. You're going to somebody's house. Uh, you know, there's nothing for you to eat. There isn't anything for you to eat. So that's that's difficult for certain people. Not for me though. I gotta I gotta tell you the truth. I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. I know it's out of the question for me. And it's not that. I'm not the type of person that has any fears or I'm worried about getting sick and dying. Because I, I, I've had a couple of bad accidents. I had some, you know, where I could have lost my life. And of course, people said, "Oh, you need more protein to recover." I just, I'm just human. Of course, I don't, you know, when people have good intentions and they're worried about you, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make people feel. Uh, you know, bad about anything. That's not my nature. You know, my my idea is to try to make people feel good about themselves and about everything in general. You know, with the, and we and using good judgment and common sense. And, and I'm also a very spiritual person. I have a lot of faith in um, that you do the right thing, the right thing happens. Uh -huh. How important do you think that is, having a positive mindset and a, and a spiritual belief system? Oh yeah, I, I you know what happens when you when you do something like this and you put you know, you change your lifestyle, okay? You actually change your lifestyle. You get spiritually grounded. And I believe in God hundred percent. Because I study different religions. I, I, I study just about everything. And when you get you see what's really happening and the human body where the human body is governed by natural law, you know what I mean? It, what you eat definitely has a lot to do with your health, you know. It's really, really important. So, um, you, can't, you can't expect to eat processed food and live the full potential of your life. Now, there's plenty of people in, you know, in the United States that eat, that, you know, don't eat a good diet. And, then, you know, people, the statistics are showing people are living longer. But don't forget so many people are getting joint replacements, getting shoulder replacements, knee replacements, getting surgery on their back, getting, uh, you know, stints put in their, in their arteries, having, you know, uh, coronary bypass surgery, even heart transplants and kidney transplants, and now people are getting liver transplants, you know, so, and that's prolonging their life, but how many of these people are having a high quality life? You know, I, 
I had the misfortune to have uh, somebody that was very dear to me in a nursing home. I mean, that's a tragedy. I mean, to see people in, in nursing homes where they're just vegetating, waiting to die. And it's unfortunate, so many of those people, if they knew the truth about, you know, a healthy lifestyle, they knew the truth that the, you know, the main thing is to leave out processed food, eat as much fresh food as you possibly can. Half nursing homes, half those nursing homes would be empty. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen people that somebody, they were fortunate enough that they had those type of sicknesses when they started eating a plant-based diet and they started leaving out the processed food. And they gave it enough time, even to elderly people. You see a tremendous turnaround. Tremendous. And it, it's so simple. The great thing about it is the human body is the healer. Doctors don't heal you. Nutritionists don't heal you. What heals you is your body. If you give it a chance and you leave out the processed food, or eat more raw food, or even get into a vegan diet, or if you have to eat some animal protein, you clean up the animal protein, and you leave everything else out, you give it enough time for the body to do its work. The body's a perfect machine. It knows exactly what to do. Your body does not have to go onto the computer and look at a double blind study. The body knows exactly what to do. If you put the body on a fast and lay down and close your eyes when you have to, you don't have to go on the computer and find out some of the information is on here, it's accurate, some of it's not accurate. Your body will start to clean house. It'll start to divest itself of this endogenous waste, toxins that it accumulates. Now, when you talk about endogenous waste and toxins to some kind, to some medical people, they, they say that's poppycock. Preposterous. There's no such thing. That is ridiculous. It is utterly preposterous. And now I'm happy to say that, you know, more and more people, you know, in professionals are getting, trying to um, apply these different concepts into their practice and realize that we are what we eat. And, um, you know, the, the uh, prescription of pharmaceuticals uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, in a lot of cases are uh, over-prescribed. I, I see a lot of people that are on oxycodone and Percocet and Neurontin and become addicted to these things and uh, of course they have a lot of pain and a good deal of the time when they clean themselves up that the pain disappears, it just goes away. You know? I've seen that happen. I mean, I've had a couple bad accidents. I, I should be walking around in pain. I'm not, I don't have any pain. What is it? It's because when you're following uh, raw, you know, now I'm talking about a raw diet. When you're following a raw diet, the neuron cells that cause pain, they don't fire as readily. It takes a lot to feel the pain. Uh -huh. But if I were to make, if I were to do something that's out of my lifestyle, I would feel the pain where I had my injuries from a car accident. So your body knows exactly what to do. It has this infinite wisdom. If you give it a chance that was actually... It's actually programmed into your body. Your body is, you know, it's, it's a biological organism. If you compare it to a, 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 a mechanical machine like an automobile, you know, an automobile, you know, when it, if you abuse it, it breaks down, you have to take it to a repair shop, 
and they have to repair, if the damage is repairable, they will repair the parts and they have to put new tires on it and all that type of stuff. But the human body, you take care of it. And you know how to do with that. You get proper rest, you eat a clean diet, you know, you focus in, you know, all the other aspects of a clean life, getting plenty of exercise out in the fresh air, you definitely slow down your aging process. No two ways about it. Biological age and chronological age are two completely different things. Yeah. Completely. A lot of people are 40 and biologically they're 60, 65. Uh -huh. Now laboratories that test that. And there's plenty of people out there that are 70 and biologically, you know, chronologically they're 70, biologically they're 35 or 40. Uh -huh. I heard David Jubb say recently that he thought the biggest disease currently is overwork. What do you think about that and the importance of getting enough sleep and how people just work so hard these days? Well, yeah, that, that's very true, Katie. Uh, you know, the whole problem is the, 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 the human body, how it regenerates itself, is rest is extremely important. When you're sleeping at night, you know, of course it's circadian rhythms. There's a body clock that exists within us, you know. When two, because of the circadian rhythms, when it gets dark, your metabolism, I won't go into detail about it, your, your metabolism starts to slow down. When you're sleeping at night, your body, that's when your body is actually, it's on, it's like, you know, similar to being on a self-dialysis process. It's going through a, 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 a anabolism where it's cleaning itself. And regenerating itself from its previous day's activity, you know, what you ate, the stress you were under, you know, recovering from the exercises that you did. So rest is critically, critically important that you get enough rest. Now, to clean the diet you're on, right, the clearer your, head, your, your mind is, the less stress you have uh -huh. that, that, is, uh, that you're, is, um, you're internalizing stress, and if you're spiritually grounded, you're putting a lot less wear and tear on your body, and you need a lot less sleep. If you're eating a diet, a plant-based diet, you're not overeating, instead of needing eight or nine hours sleep, you might only need four or five hours sleep, because you need, it'll take less time for your body to do, you know, what that individual done. So people, they eat a lot of junk, they eat a lot of animal protein, um, they, they probably need 12, 13 hours of sleep. Now, who has time to get 12 or 13 hours of sleep in our society? So what do they do? They stimulate themselves. They drink three or four cups of coffee a day, and, and some, some doctors are telling them that's good, and they believe it because, you know, they mark, their head clears up, you know, they're able to focus, they got stimulated energy, their adrenal glands are kicking into gear. So, is that good? No, that's not good because you're not regenerating. You're stimulating. There's a big difference between regeneration and stimulation. Right, right. And that's what's happening with a lot of our elite athletes. They're doing all kinds of things to stimulate themselves. They go right back into the, say, if somebody runs a marathon, instead of giving themselves a little bit of rest by light training and get a little extra sleep, or maybe going into a hyperbaric chamber or doing Jeep Kong near the ocean, like I just did this morning, down near the ocean, I did get down here, right near the ocean, barefooted, I go through all my deep breathing, all my movement and everything, what happens to you? You feel wonderful, <laughs> you feel really, really good. 
And you, you know, you're getting the electrons from your nerves energy, you do a bad foot and you tell that to some people, they think you're crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah, she took that electron for the other day. How do you know? Because I've been doing it. <laughs> yes, that's why. Right. And I have, there's a lot of other people that do it. And there's a lot smarter people out there than me that have been telling people to do some of this stuff for thousands of years. This is nothing new. This is living in balance in accord with nature that dictates the human body as a sophisticated biological organism is governed by natural law. Now, I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. I'm not saying, from a spiritual standpoint, you're saved by that. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that that's the way we are designed. It's critically important. Listen, we have a... The human body is a gift. We got something here that I think a lot of people are not realizing what a fantastic thing it is. <laughs> I realize that this is a blessing for me. Now, I, I don't... I don't pretend to be the sharpest knife in the drawer, because I was dyslexic when I was young. But you know, I had trouble reading, and I always thought I wasn't too bright. But you know what? I, was, I found out that when you do the right thing, it does everything for you. It actually makes you smarter. And it gives you the ability to, to apply human logic in a way that I don't think a lot of people are able to do it. Uh-huh. And that, and you can't get that by doing some you know by doing some kind of drugs uh-huh. that you know that's gonna freak you out, make you think you're uh, you know you have insight to see through walls or something like that. <laughs> I recently had some guy tell me that he was a genius that he could read people and see through walls. I mean, some people get really you know they're hallucinating from some of these drugs they use, and I think it's really kind of ridiculous that type of stuff. But um. You know, everything is cause and effect, you know, what uh, you read, you know, you do read with yourself. So if you live a clean life and, you know, you, you, and, you, and it's very important that we realize that we have to be kind to other people, too. I mean, look what's going on in the world today. Look, I mean, what's happening in the world today is, I, you know, I'm, I, I follow up, uh, politics very closely. And I've been a student of history and just like I've been a student of science and everything, but a lot of things I learned in school didn't work. I mean, I remember there was, there was a, you know, scientists from very prestigious universities said you couldn't live on a raw food diet. You couldn't be a healthy vegan. There was a, there was a guy who was head of the, uh, um, the pathology department in Harvard said you couldn't be a healthy vegan. Forget about being a raw fooder. Many years ago, there was a guy in charge of the nutrition department, Dr. Uh, Professor Frederick Steer up at Harvard, said that if you ate a, a hamburger and french fries and a malted milk, you were having a good diet, you got your feet vitamins, your cup of ice, which was utterly ridiculous, you know. But no state people believe that to a degree, you know, really, really did. And so now, you know, as I said before, when I was growing up, information was linear. In other words, it took a long time for information to get out there. You had to read books. You had to read a lot of books. Now, information is exponential. In other words, linear information is like one step at a time, like one, two, three, four, five. I'm sure you know it. Uh, exponential is like a two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. So information is coming out so rapidly now. And... People are able to, to go on to Dr. Google, go on to the Internet, 
And there's a tremendous amount of information on there, on the internet now, and some of it can be confusing. That's that's the problem now. Yeah. And yeah. how many of these people are internet predators are trying to tell you? Of course, marketing is such a great thing now. They can convince you, <laughs> uh, you know, to, to buy poison and make it look good, you know? Yeah. So people got to use discretion and you got to make sure that, uh, you know, that the, the advice that they're getting and acting upon is, to, is good for them. That's the important thing today. But remember, nature is very, very simple. So can it's I ask, just, how many it, hours sleep do you need on average? Say that again, I missed that, Kate. How many hours sleep do you need on average? Me personally? Yeah. Uh, I don't sleep very much. I usually go to bed about, oh, someplace between 11 and 12. Okay. And I usually always wake up between 3.30 and 4.30. I just wake up. Uh -huh. But what I do is that, nothing to disturb my wife, I usually, uh, I have a, an iPad, which I have a lot of stuff in the iPad that I read. I read the, I read the scriptures in, in the iPad. Well, otherwise, I get up and, uh, you know, I go downstairs, I have a dog, I take the dog out in the backyard, and I do my Qigong, my exercises out in the backyard, barefooted. Um, every once in a while, I might, you know, uh, go back to bed, but not, not very, very often, but I always have a lot of things to do. And I'm always, you know, think, brainstorming and thinking about, you know, my future. People would laugh when I talk about my future and hear how old I am, you know. But I feel like I have a future. I have three wonderful grandchildren and I, you know, I, I'm able to put my, uh, my, uh, my grandson, who's uh, six years old, he's definitely, he's, a, he's an athlete. So I go out there where he lives and he has a, basket, uh, a basketball court right in front of his house and I'm able to play basketball with him. Well, I run around, I dribble the ball and, he, you know, he takes, he steals the ball off me, but I'm able to play in spite of I had an accident that I, with my, my right arm, a car accident, but I'm able to do all those things and I'm able to uh, enjoy my life with my grandchildren and my children. And my wife is a very, very active person. She plays tennis, she plays golf, she does a lot of things. She's very, you know, she eats a pretty good diet. She doesn't eat the diet that I, I eat. She tries to eat healthy and she's a lot younger than I am. She's 19 years and a couple of months younger than I am. But He's very vibrant and very alive and, you know, we're into family and try to do the right things and, you know, we're able to adjust to the family to all the, the, uh, the problems in life. So, but I'm, I'm totally focused on, you know, uh, you know, what's going on in the world and, you know, and, and, you know, I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever. I don't care what kind of studies come out, what somebody comes out and says that. You can't live on a world through diet, and you know I know that's not true because I've been doing it, and I know what I've been doing in the privacy of my own home. And anybody that knows me knows what I've been doing, you know. So you I mean, I've been away. I've been away on vacations where I didn't want to inconvenience anybody, and there was nothing for me to eat, so I just wouldn't say anything, and I just didn't eat. That's all. <laughs> No, it's a big deal for me to go without food for a couple of days, that's for sure. Can you tell us what a typical day intake is like for you? Uh, yeah, basically, uh, I, you know, I don't do the same thing every day. I believe it's very, very important that uh, uh, we eat a variety of different foods. You know, I do 
Um, I do, of course, I'm still very, very busy, and I, uh, I still eat, I use, I make sure that I get enough calories, and I do eat fruit. I like to eat fruit. And uh, I'm not a big fan of overeating on fruit, like some people might advocate. I hear people, some of the uh, people tell me about people eat tremendous amounts of fruit. I think it's probably unnecessary. And uh, for me, it was anyway. I've done some real long distance running. I've, you know, I've done a lot of endurance, extensive endurance work, and I didn't have to. I didn't have to do that. And if I'm not exercising a lot, I just back off on the amount of food I eat. So I eat fruit. Uh, I drink veg. I'm a big fan of vegetable juices. I'm a consultant for Juice Press in Manhattan. They have great juices. I bring home juices for my my grandchildren. And uh, for my my uh, my one daughter, my two daughters, one daughter more so another. She's a Pilates instructor, so I do. I drink juice. Uh, I eat. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of salads. I probably had a million salads in my life. <laughs> I still enjoy a good salad. But, you know, I eat sprouts. I eat a lot of sprouts. Mung bean sprouts, especially because I love sprouts. Some bean sprouts. I eat some nuts. I have to keep in moderation to the nuts. I don't too many nuts put me to sleep because you don't need a lot of protein. Once your body becomes a refined, you know, sensitive biological organism, it's clean, you don't need a lot of protein. The whole, uh, the, amount, the information that's out there about the amount of protein you eat, that, that's relative to how, how much you've been eating, how much your body's become accustomed to. As soon as you try to reduce it, you might not feel well, but that's not a protein deficiency. So I find, uh, you know, Many days I go, I don't eat any nuts at all because it's more than enough. I get more than enough protein in the other things I eat, like the sprouts and, you know, just uh, some of the vegetables. I mean, there's 16 grams of uh, protein in uh, a pound of broccoli, whether it's in, incomplete or not, if you're eating, a, you're eating a variety of different vegetables, you'll get complete protein. You know? And that's a lot of traditional science don't agree with that, but that's far as I'm concerned. That's, that's okay with me. That's it. You know, that's for them to think about. And, of course, when I eat nuts, I mix the nuts up. You know, like I'll take, like, almonds, Brazil nuts, and uh, pecans, or uh, pistachios. Pistachios are my favorite nuts. I love them, you know. Sometimes I can overeat on them. So. But I mix them all up, so they complement each other. So if you're eating a couple, you know, two to four ounces of nuts, you got more than enough. Now, you know... So many people think that you can't be strong on this type of diet. Well, it's just not true. It depends where you are in your chemistry. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a massively built guy. I'm a thin guy. But, you know, I'm fairly, I'm pretty strong for a guy my size, and especially for my age. So, people just, you know, your experience is relative to what you've been doing. You can't measure one person's experience and their chemistry if they've been doing something that is different. So somebody that's never eaten a raw diet and is giving you their opinion of a raw diet from traditional science and what they might learn in, in school, they're not going to come to the right conclusion. Uh -huh. So that's the mistake people will make. That's why I tell a lot of people, if you want to find out about raw foods, and I'm not a... I'm not a zealot. I'm not the type of person that runs up and down the street yelling, you got to eat a raw food diet. I don't do things like that at all. I try to meet people where they're out when they come to see me to enable them to get into a healthy diet. 
Mm-hmm. And but where I start, and the most important thing people realize, you got to give up processed food if you want to live a long time and be healthy. These processed food is a modern day curse. It's a disaster. The great thing about a raw food diet, and, and you got to make sure you're getting all the nutrients, is to leave out. You're leaving out all the processed food. That's the great thing about it. Same thing with a vegan diet. If you eat a vegan diet, you got to eat at least at least sixty percent raw. Uh-huh. And you got, you know, leave out everything that's processed. There's a lot of people are vegans. Their whole diet is processed. Yeah. You're just leaving out animal protein. You're vegan, right? Yeah, everyone, it's not good, though. Yeah, vegan, that's vegan, but listen, there's a way to be vegan. Of course, now everybody's, listen, in the last, you know, 50, 60 years, there's always books come out one right after another. And so, and... A lot of them are good and some of them are not good. And I found my experience has been that any dietary lifestyle that has worked to one degree or another, to my observation, the main factor, there was one common denominator in every diet that seemed to help people. That one factor was leaving out the processed food. Mm-hmm. That's why when I was a kid, there was very little processed food around because nobody had the money, you know. And the food was all fresh. It was all before, even here in Staten Island. So there was a lot of people. I grew up with a lot of people that were 100 years old. The reason why lifespan was short was because of infant mortality. A lot of kids died in childbirth and died when they were young from infectious diseases. So there's a lot of confusing information out there. A lot. And the key is people have to educate themselves. If they want to, some people don't want to. Some people say, oh, "Listen, I'd rather eat whatever I want and take my chances." You know, if I, if I, you know, if I have to go for bypass surgery, whatever I have to do, okay, that's their choice. I have no, I have no problem with that if that's what they want to do. And you know, uh, listen, I'm a big fan of science, but I'm also, I see now, in my observation for the last. Um, the last 30 years, with, you know, with all the advancement that has taken place in science, people have gotten sicker. Yeah. What's wrong here? What's going wrong? People are sick. I mean, so many people have cancer now. More people, I think, are dying from cancer and heart disease than all wars in history. I mean, that's, that's a, I don't know if that's a fact, but that's the impression I'm getting. Yeah, but yeah. Cancer's on a rampage around what I'm seeing around here. And a lot of times I go out socially, and <clears throat> my wife's a very social person, and I told you she's more than 19 years younger than me, and we go out socially, and I see a lot of people that all they talk about is their medication, what they got, their cholesterol, their blood pressure, you know, they got diabetes, and I, I, just, I just sit in the background, don't say anything, unless somebody, if I could be of help to somebody, and with a few comments, I do, but, like, you know, now... A lot of the things that I was in, people encouraged people to do 40 years ago, and people thought it was quackery, now it's coming mainstream, like probiotics. You used to go, used to tell people to take probiotics, very fortunate to know one of the best probiotic developers, you know, he's been a friend of mine for years, and there was doctors who told people don't take probiotics, your body developed, you know, your body has intestinal flora on its own. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> We're all based on, I don't know, it's based on, but you know, on the good side, 
on the good side, there's no more people like yourself, you know, and uh, Matt Monica, there's a lot of people out there that are really, this is a big part of their life, and, you know, they want to get the message out there. It's not just about the money. Everybody wants to make a living, but so many people today are just, it's really a shame. I see people now, when it comes to health and health care and insurance, insurance, uh, they're just prostituting themselves for the money, you know. The insurance, you know, healthcare system, it's a racket. So it is. Half those people, they should be, most, they should, everybody should be, should be in the process of being taught about prevention. Yeah. They should be made aware that with some slight changes, they have a much less of a chance of developing diabetes and heart disease. And there's, there's ways to navigate to a healthy lifestyle. Not everybody is willing to commit themselves to an all-world diet. I mean, I, I encourage people to do that, but that some people can't. And then there's so much confusion about, you know, is the sugar that's in fruit the same as regular sugar? Can a person have cancer? Can they eat some fruit? Or what about starches? You know, a lot of people say, that don't realize that a starch-based diet is safe if you do it correctly. Uh-huh. You know, and then, then you, get, you get the other people that they're so, they're so hooked up on to the animal protein that, you know, like some of the old-time guys like Atkins and all, they had people eating, you know, it was basically a protein-based diet. And they, they did get the results, but for one reason, of course, if they were leaving out of processed food. It wasn't the best diet, of course not. A lot of people got sick on that diet. So... If you look at, you understand the concept of what you're leaving out, so if you get somebody that's eating no processed food, I mean, only God knows what they can eat and get away with it. You know, you take it, you know, now the new rage uh, over here is the paleo diet. People ask, Betty, what about the paleo diet? Well, the paleo diet is not a bad diet. Not because you're eating animal protein, because they're leaving out, yeah. you know, all, they should be leaving out all the processed food. But now they got them, you know, frying bacon and things like that. And in spite of all that, they're still doing good because, you know, they don't understand what glycation is, I guess. You know, one of the primary causes of inflammation. But they're still doing good because they're eating fruits and vegetables. They're eating 19 to 30% animal protein. So they think they're geniuses for what they're doing. The only reason, the only thing that's good about any diet that works is what you leave out. That's the only thing. Uh-huh. And you take in Australia. When I was over in Australia, Aborigines were eating... You know, living out in the most difficult circumstances, they were basically healthy people because they lived off the land. They ate, they ate, uh, you know, um, you know, caterpillar, some type of a bug for protein and all that. It was better than eating uh, some of the cold cuts you can get in the local delicatessen. There's cults all over the world that are doing well with diversified different types of diet for the very sole reason that it's not processed. And they're living in, you know, some people are still fortunate enough to be living in clean environments where the air is relatively fresh and everything. Yeah. It's well, not complicated. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to make this complicated because it's basically very simple. Once you see what's happening and once we're being misled, we're being programmed, we're like gerbils on a treadmill, we're shed, fed a certain amount of information so that we can date, so we're able to, they're able to 
um, influence us so they can make money over. The same thing politically, same thing what's going on in the world with politics. People are just programmed to believe certain things because they want, you know, us, the average person, to be able to pump the economic engine, to be able to have control that's taking place throughout the world. And same with political, you know, it's certain uh, situations where millions of people by, are being controlled and programmed to live, to accept certain things that are being led by uh, a limited few people that are in power. Same thing with the same thing with health. Exact same thing. What's going on? Yeah. Whenever somebody comes along with something good, they come out with a campaign to shoot it down. Oh. create fear, saying you can't do that. They come up with these double blind studies, which most of them are worthless. Most double-blind studies are worthless. They don't mean nothing. Because there's, there's millions of variables in the human body. You can't have two or three variables in a double-blind study and think you're, you're going to come up, come up with the, real, the right answer. It, it might help to kind of pinpoint in the right direction a little bit, but <clears throat> people got to be aware of what's happening. What about superfoods? Do you take any? What do you think about superfoods? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, now I'm a big fan of superfoods, absolutely. So as long as they're clean, they don't have any, because a lot of them, we, uh, some of the superfoods we tested, I was very surprised, like one of the Corellas we tested had a lot more lead in it than it was, than it was safe. Uh -huh. So as long as you know that the product is good, Corella, Spirulina, E3 Live, I'm a big fan of the E3, you yeah. know. There's another company called Boku that makes a very good product. The, the clean products with a variety of, uh, you know, all kind of, you know, even the mushrooms, you know, like reishi, cordyceps, turkey tail, they're very good for your immune system. They give you your energy. Uh -huh. The superfoods, you know, like, you know, spirulina, which I, I, if I remember correctly, 60-70% protein. Uh -huh. Yeah, they're very, very good. See, that's one of the main reasons why years ago some of the raw foodies were, weren't doing well because their diet was too limited. Yeah. They might not be getting enough calories, and they might, you know, now, uh, you know, more people are using some of the superfoods. And I'm not, I'm not talking about some of the, the nonsense superfoods that people are uh, talking about out there. There's some of the, not, you know, some, some of the superfoods out there are really nonsense, you know. I'm not a big fan of uh, uh, cacao, you know. I don't, I, I wouldn't take that. The first time I tried that, I threw up. That was one time <laughs> was enough for me. So I'm not saying that happens to everybody, but. I don't go, I don't, uh, you don't need to, that's just another stimulant, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh -huh. But, you know, some people like it, that's what they want, go ahead and do it. No, that's not for a guy like me, that's for sure. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, it's superfoods, yeah, they're great. You make a smoothie, huh? I like smoothies, I make smoothies on a regular basis. Yeah. I make smoothies, yeah, I throw some of the uh, super green foods in there, you know, use a little top little cordyceps in there, and forget about it. Once you start... And remember, those things are not cordyceps and things like that. They're not stimulants. Uh -huh. They work through the Krebs cycle. They work. Through, they generate energy by ATP. When you mix ATP with oxygen, you got you know you got energy. Some of these foods are not. They don't stimulate you. They don't work through your adrenal glands. Yeah. See, happens, a lot of people. I, I, I shouldn't say a lot of people. I've I, I got to be very careful how to choose my words. I don't want to be misinterpreted. There's plenty of people that are looking to feel good right away. 
They're looking to take something that's going to be like a magic bullet. That's going to, you know, and it doesn't work that way. You have to give your body a chance to do what nature meant it to do. Once you do that, you've got energy that it's true to roof. <laughs> it, it is. I get out of bed every morning. I thank God that when I jump out of bed, I literally do jump out of bed. <laughs> but I thank God for every day because at this point, you know, my life, you know, you know, I'm not, I don't think in a ridiculous way, you know. We really, we really don't know, you know, how much of the future we have. But I make plans for my future. Of course, right now, I got to say, I feel as, as good as I did many, many years ago. Amazing. And I, I've been through a lot. I survived a couple bad experiences. One, I was heavily exposed to black mold, almost killed me, ate a hole right through my skull. I didn't even know I was exposed to black mold. I survived that. They were going to cut out the front of my forehead and put a plate in my head. I didn't, never did it. Now, I don't recommend other people try that. But I saw how your body can heal itself in a miraculous way. And that's, everybody has that gift. Amazing. It's so important that people realize that we're squandering our health and don't know it. Yeah. It's not extreme to try to get the, get the, the best lifestyle you can out of your body. That's not fanatical. <laughs> that's, that's not being a hypochondriac. <laughs> That's, that's being an intelligent, look at life as an intelligent person. I see, you know, listen, Kate, I've seen a lot of people die in my life. Mm. I'm the last one in my family that's alive out of nine. Trust me, it was heartbreaking to see my siblings die. Some of them, of course, they were smoking and weren't doing the right thing. I was in the military during the Korean War. It's, you know, when you see somebody, when you see somebody die, if you have any kind of a human being, it's kind of affected to one degree or another. I was at my sister's bedside when she died. My brothers, three of my brothers, I was at their bedside when they died. It's, it's for me, it was very, very, you know, a very sad experience to know that they shouldn't have really died. They were died from lung cancer. They were heavy smokers, drank a lot of coffee, ate a lot of cheese, which is a big fact that it's not good idea. So it's not directly with lung cancer, but breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So I, I. I've seen a lot of suffering first and I see a lot of people come to me that they're in, they're in the end stages of the disease, you know. And sometimes it beyond the scope of my help. And of course, you got people on the internet that, you know, try to give people, try to tell people or give the impression that, if, uh, you know, you eat a good diet and, you know, you're going to get better from everything, you know. Well, that's, I'm sorry to say that's, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good chance of recovery. Your body, 
has that God-given remedial capability, has the ability to heal, that is put, it's putting, we are gifted with a miraculous ability to heal if we give the body a chance to do what it was designed to do by drinking clean water, getting fresh air, exercising a lot, get out the fresh air, and exercise a lot. You know, and you know, within within the capacity you have to do that. One of the sad things I see is that when I see people that get, as they get older, they get very weak. Yeah. They can't even carry their groceries or they can't bend over to tie their shoes. Or they can't go up and down the stairs. They don't have the strength. That's that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason, you know, like, I went to the, we have a, a very sophisticated water filtration system in my house. I put it in because my grand, you know, my children, my grandchildren, will even be living here, my daughter bought a house, you know, and you get a lot of chlorine and water, so I bought a very good filtration system. I want to give them the best drink. I want to make sure they got everything. Well, I always had a good filtration system, but I had to go out, you have to put salt. You got these salt pellets. Yeah. To, yeah, you have to put it. I went out there, I'm, you know, and of course, I got gray hair and I'm thin, so the young kid says, uh, Chuck, can I help you? Want me to, you know, be careful, you might hurt yourself. I'll, I'll, I'll take that out and I'll put it in your car. I'm just swinging it in the car. Like, <laughs> they were like, nothing, man. The guy, he's looking at me. You know, you can do that. You know, you know, so, it's, I, me, myself, uh, I'm going to give it my best shot that we're not dependent on somebody else. And right now, without sounding like I'm bossing, I'm not. It's working for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm, my hope and my prayer is that people realize that they have to take responsibility for their own well-being. You have to take, you, you want to get well, you want to have a high-quality life, Give up the processed food. Stop doing the right thing. Live a live a a, 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 a life that's going to give your body a chance to do what it was designed to do. It's not that hard. Once you start to do it, maybe initially it's difficult. You know, I have to say it could be difficult for people initially. But once you get through the hard part and you see what's really happening, it's. It's actually fun. <laughs> really. what, what about the gourmet raw stuff? Do you go to restaurants much or is all that food too complicated for you? Uh, well, I, you know, years ago, when I first started eating a raw diet, basically it was very simple. You know, it was, there was no recipe, right? I learned about some of the younger fellas taught me, you know, some of the guys taught me about the recipes. Uh, guys like Matt Monk made me aware of the the recipes and yeah. Paul Lee yeah. and some of the other fellows, you know. So I, uh, you know, there were some of the cultural foods, like there was restaurants in Manhattan that made uh, uh, raw lasagna and things like that. So uh, uh, in the beginning, when I first tried it, I, I didn't do very well. Of course, I think some of the, some of the, the raw food chefs, I don't know what they were putting in there, but it wasn't, wasn't compatible <laughs> from polite chemistry. But uh, now there's some very good places and uh, um, there was a period where I tried it and I didn't go back to it because I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't working for me. But now there's places like Juice Press in Manhattan that 
they got some good raw food chefs up there. Very simple. And young fellow by the name of Daniel's the chef up there. He's very good at it. And I, I find that on occasions I do enjoy it. Of course, I don't, you know, I want to, uh, I want to be, I want people to feel comfortable around me. Because when I was eating such a rich guy, which I still do, a lot of people were uncomfortable around me. And I don't like people being uncomfortable around me. I just don't like it. You know, they just, they thought I was judging them and watching what they're eating, which I don't do at all. I have lots of friends that are not interested in this. They don't do this. Uh -huh. And I still, I still socialize with them. <laughs> I just don't compromise, you know. And sometimes people don't understand. Freddie, you're not going to eat any of this? You're not going to eat any of that? No, I don't do that. I can't do that, you know what I mean? And so they, they know who I am, you know, so people know who I am. And they accept that fact so long as... I don't, I don't say anything about what they're doing, but a lot of these people, they have to, when you handle, when you conduct yourself accordingly and not judgmental about what they're doing, eventually, you know, you get a phone call from them, they call you up and they say, you know, Freddie, I'm having a problem, I have to like this, I have this, I have that, you know, because they give me a little bit of help, you know, don't, don't come on too strong, you know, and then little by little, you get them into it, and then they, you find out and they start to see results, they start to um, move on and they get better and better. Sometimes uh, I've had people in my life tell me, oh, I can never eat a raw, raw diet. Well, sometimes it's true, but I have people use, that say that and then lo and behold, three, four, five years later, they want a raw, raw diet and they stay with it and they're still doing it. You never know, you know what I mean? And we, we, we should never be judgmental, you know, think we're better than somebody else, of course. You know, we're doing something. We think we have, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, superior knowledge or wisdom that puts us in a position where we think we're better than somebody. That, to me, I can't stand that. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I never, I never cared for that. That's not the way I, the way I think. You know. And plus, I came from such a humble beginning. I'm not in a position to judge anybody. Well, thank you so much, Fred. Do you want to tell us about your book? Uh, yeah, okay. The book is uh, um, Your Healthy Journey, and uh, my website is yourhealthyjourney.org, and it's a, it's a, a very um, I, it's a very simple book to read. It's very uh, it's pretty comprehensive. It tells you how you can change your lifestyle and, uh, you know, be able to, whether you want to be 100% raw, there's one uh, in the back of the book is a uh, a, a lifestyle for people that are all raw, or if you want to go to a vegan, or you want to eat a moderate amount of animal protein. I don't, I don't encourage people to eat a lot of animal protein, even if it's clean. Up. It's clean though, but it gives you a choice where you're not, where you're not, uh, where you can understand, and be able to follow a routine that you could adjust to. And then if you decide to go further into, uh, you know, you want to go further into an all raw diet. I encourage people about exercise because I have a pretty extensive background in exercise. I was a, you know, I was a competitive Olympic type weightlifter. I never competed in the Olympics, but I competed at a higher level. That's when I was a heavier person. I run very ultra marathons. I did a lot of endurance work. So, and I'm into the. I love the the Jeet Kong. I love that. The, I think some of the Asian martial arts and exercise is very very beneficial. I just do it for the exercises, you know, the breathing part of it. 
And I think the book is that I would encourage everybody to read that book because uh, most people have read it really like it because it's so simple. The explanation is, is comprehensive and very easy to follow. And I just recently came out with another book, uh, Ask the Elders, which uh, I'm one of the, uh, the authors. It's uh, Cable Cousins, Brian uh, Clement, and Victor Scovinkis. Wow. Yeah, we just come. They just come out with a book. It's just coming out now. With all of us answering 112 questions, I think it's going to be. You know, people are going to like it. Yeah. But uh, the best way, the best, it's a good idea to take a look at my book because I think it's so simple and it's so easy to follow. And everything in that book, I mean, I've, you know, I've experienced myself, and I've seen other people do it. But I've seen thousands of people of them. You know. All the years I've been in, in practice, you know, I'm glad that um, this is you know, this is going to reach more people. So I gather you're into raw food lifestyle yourself, is that right, Kate? Yeah, I've been doing it 20 years, which doesn't sound oh. anything compared to you. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> God bless you. And you're, you're doing well. You're thriving. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've, ra I've raised my three sons on raw, raw vegan as well. Good yeah. for you. Wow. You. <laughs> well, it's been that, a real, yeah. it's been a real pleasure to talk with you, Fred. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. And listen, I, I wish you the best, and uh, you know, God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're, you. We're probably reaching a lot of people. I, I try. <laughs> okay. Thank All you. right. Thank you. You take Bye. care. And you. All right. Bye-bye.